الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم one principle of every Muslim's routine is istighfar seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa taala it's every believer's routine and this is Partly because the Prophet ﷺ himself, although he was ma'asum, he was sinless, he sought istighfar in one hadith at least 70 times in a day, he himself says this. And in another hadith, 100 times in a day. So it's, you can say, a sunnah to seek istighfar from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's a part of every believer's routine. No one is exempt from this. And when we think about istighfar, because we highlight it so much that a person should sit and do istighfar 100 times in the morning, 100 times in the, meaning, in the evening, consciously where they reflect upon their day and they ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive them. Our thought is that it is simply a way for us to correct our mistakes from the day. That's what we think of when it comes to istighfar. That I've, I've been incomplete, I've had an incomplete day. I've transgressed against Allah Ta'ala in these, this many ways. And so this is now my opportunity to, with a fine-tooth comb, review the last 12 or 24 hours of my day or the last week of my life and remove, this from my, and remove these sins that I've committed. So this is true, but it's only partly true, meaning there's a much deeper meaning to istighfar that goes even beyond this. Seeking forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala, it goes beyond correcting mistakes that we've made. And... Because it's a daily part, uh, it's a part of our, sorry, it's a part of our daily routine. We should think about it as an opportunity for us to express ourselves to Allah. It's a daily expression to Allah. When we are reminding ourselves and we are telling Allah Ta'ala that no matter who we are or what we've done, we are never good enough for Allah. That's what istighfar is. It's the opportunity to tell Allah Ta'ala that we are never good enough for Him. That's what istighfar is. And how could we be, right? I mean, no matter what pinnacle we've reached in our life, in any aspect of our life, whatever, uh, whatever uh, goals we've met, whatever accomplishments... None of these will ever equate to Allah Ta'ala's greatness. We will never even compare to Allah. Meaning Allah Ta'ala is perfect and we are just imperfect. Allah Ta'ala is magnificent and we are deficient. Allah Ta'ala is the giver and we need to take. Allah Ta'ala is, uh, was there in the beginning, right? And He'll be there in the end and we're mortal. We're here for just a matter of a few years. So we will never be able to compare with Allah Ta'ala in terms of His greatness. And on top of that, we'll never actually reach the level of servitude that's deserving of Allah Ta'ala. Right? We'll never ever reach that. 
So it's our opportunity every day to express to Allah that, Ya Allah, I'm not good enough for you. Right? And this is an exercise that all of us should participate in. Right? So we seek forgiveness from Allah from the mistakes that we've made. But the reality is, what we're really doing is we're telling Allah that, Ya Allah, you deserve perfection because you are perfection. I'm imperfect. It's, it's expected that my day is going to be filled with mistakes. I am imperfect. It's expected that I'm going to transgress against, you know, uh, against, uh, against you. It's expected that I'm going to make mistakes and then I'm going to sin and then I'm going to be deficient and then I'm not going to worship you the way that you deserve to be worshipped. That's expected. You deserve better and I'm not good enough for you. So this is important that we accept this. We will never be able to worship Allah the way He deserves to be worshipped. We'll never be worthy enough for Allah in, this, in that sense. Meaning it's not that Allah Ta'ala is not appreciative of us, but His rank is, is, is His maqam is there, right? His, uh, his superiority is so high that we will never even come close. That's just how perfect Allah is. That everything else in the face of Allah Ta'ala is just imperfection. Whether it be efforts that we put forward or whether it be deficiencies that we put forward. Whether it be deeds that we put forward or whether it be sins that we put forward. All of them are deficient when it comes before Allah. Right? Nothing compares to Allah's greatness. It's not like our four rak'ah of salah is in any way perfect. Right? Even if we are fully concentrated, it's still deficient. The fact that we need to pray to Allah tells us that we as human beings are just deficient. So it's our opportunity to sit and express to Allah Ta'ala that Ya Allah, no matter who I've become, I'm not good enough for you. You are perfect. That's what istighfar is. Now, this is important to understand because when it comes to our strength, we're never good enough for Allah. When it comes to our power, we're not good enough for Allah. When it comes to effort that we put forth, we're not good enough for Allah Ta'ala. Maybe when we compare ourselves to other people, we're good, we're great. But when you compare yourself before Allah Ta'ala, we're absolutely nothing. Now, it's important that every human being have some being to compare themselves to. That look, it's possible that over the course of the day, over the course of the week, or over the course of a year, you will accomplish something. Right? You may, be, you may become very wealthy, so much so that the people that you interact with, you have more money than them. You might become very popular, so much so that the people that are around you, you're more popular than all of them. It might be that you become physically more able and stronger, so much so that you are, you are superior to everyone else around you. So within, within that person, it feeds the nafs, right? It's this, it's this, it feeds the nafs and it tells you that you are something, you are something, you are something. You are great, you have power, you have wealth, because you're constantly interacting with people that don't have those things that you have. It may be that you become very successful and you earn this degree and everyone around you doesn't have this degree. right? So it feeds you and it tells you that maybe you are something. So istighfar is that opportunity to remind yourself that no matter what accolade I've been able to accomplish in this world, when it, when it, before Allah Ta'ala, I'm absolutely nothing. And everyone needs that. Everyone needs that. Otherwise, we go, uh, uh, we become completely independent, or we think we're completely independent, and we are uncovered, and we ex- we expose ourselves too much, thinking that we are perfection when only Allah Taala is perfection, and istighfar is that opportunity to remind ourselves that no, we're not perfect. 
In fact, when you look at people that accomplish something in this world, one of the things that they very quickly develop is an ego, right? They become very, uh, they become, uh, they, they develop a very strong ego, very passionate ego that they think there's something, that they have a right over other people, that they've accomplished something, right? They have the right to say things. Uh, whatever they want to say. They have a right to purchase things, whatever they want to purchase. They have some sort of superiority, right? This is, this is what happens when you develop an ego. But, and so that's, that's possible. I mean, it's possible that I have more money than anyone else in the world. I will develop an ego. If I have more power than anyone else in the world, I will develop an ego. If I have more property than anyone else in the world, I will develop an ego. If I am more athletic than anyone else in the world, I will develop an ego, so every human being then needs to tra- compare themselves not to other people around them, compare themselves to Allah. And this is what breeds humility. Humility is not the, it's our ability to appreciate that before Allah Ta'ala, we are absolutely nothing. Look, when you compare yourself to other people, you will have something about you that's better than everyone else, right? So then how, do you, how are you humble in that situation? What if you are the best? How could you be humble? It's because you were presenting yourself before Allah Ta'ala and no matter if you could climb Mount Everest or you could fly, in the, uh, fly across uh, the sky without an airplane, it doesn't mean anything. When you compare yourself to Allah, we're absolutely nothing. We're absolutely nothing. That's what humility is. That you try to compare yourself to Allah and say, oh, you know what? I thought I was something, but you know what? Ya Allah, I am absolutely nothing. Astaghfirullah. I seek forgiveness from you because I'm just deficient. That's just, who, that's just me. That's my nature. So one of the, so the first point is uh, from, from, that we take from istighfar is istighfar, it breeds humility. It creates humility within a person because we are so used to comparing ourselves with other people. Istighfar gives an exercise where every morning and every evening we sit and we say, you know what? Let me compare myself to Allah for a moment and see where I stand. That's what istighfar does. You know, the whole day I've been praised about how good of a job I've done and how I've gotten into, you know, I, got, I landed this job and I purchased this house and my kids are like this and my parents are like this. And we're just constantly being praised. And then we sit and it's the father. We say, okay, let me, let me see if this actually means something. And you present it before, you sit before Allah Ta'ala and you're like, wow, I am nothing. I mean, look at Allah. He created this whole universe. He created my family. He created the job. He created everything. If I was to pick up one foot off the ground and try to lift the other foot, I can't do it. I'm weak. I'm nothing. No matter what people tell me, when I compare myself before Allah, I'm nothing. So that's what humility is, right? It's not that you exclaim to other people that, you know what, I'm, I'm nothing. That's not humility. That's lip service, you know? It's not, uh, you know, dressing a certain way and, and, or, or, or talking with a soft tone. That's not humility. Humility is what you think of yourself before your Allah. That's what real humility is. And istighfar allows that to happen. Because you're finally taking a step back and saying, look, I've gotten praise from the whole world. Let me just take a step back and see, am I worthy of that? Am I actually something? So everyone needs it. Istighfar breeds humility. And that's the first thing. The second point to remember about istighfar, which is seeking forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala, is that no one is exempt from this. No one is exempt from seeking forgiveness from Allah. So the first stage is that when we sit and seek istighfar, we first seek istighfar from those mistakes that we've made, the sins that we've committed, the transgressions that we've done over the course of the day. Either it be sins or istighfar for the attribute we possess, whether it be jealousy or envy or hatred or uh, malice 
or uh, greediness, right? We do istighfar from those traits and from those sins. Now, a person could reach a certain state and say that, you know what, I, I can't think of any more sins. I've already done istighfar for all of these things. What's next? You know, I don't think I have anything else to ask us from Allah Ta'ala to forgive me for. I've already asked for everything. So you could think that, okay, I've now graduated from istighfar, but... If the Prophet didn't graduate from istighfar, I promise you, you and I haven't graduated from istighfar. It's a lifelong exercise. I call it an exercise because it's a, an active process. It's not passive. And it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's something that you become used to doing and that you do regularly, right? That's, that's why I call it an exercise. So the first stage is to do istighfar from those mistakes that we've made and from the bad attributes that we have. But you might say that, okay, I can't think of anything right now. So then the next stage is that a person does istighfar from those periods of time where they were heedless of Allah. And I can promise you, you know, none of us are exempt from this. I mean, none of us can say that we remember Allah Ta'ala in every moment of our life. Every moment that we're awake, we're in Allah's remembrance. But that should be our state, right? I mean, any moment that's spent outside of Allah Ta'ala's remembrance is ghafla, it's heedlessness. So most certainly there's something to make istighfar for there. So if we feel that we've graduated from doing istighfar from sins, which is partly delusional, but if we think that we've done that, then the next step is to spend time doing istighfar for those periods of time we were, where we were absent from the remembrance of Allah. And all of us fall under this category. Right? Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, he says that, look, even, okay, fine, let's say you feel like you've achieved this state, where even those moments of time where you were heedless of Allah, you've done istighfar from, and now you're actually someone who's a dhaqid, who's constantly in Allah's remembrance. Is there anything more to do istighfar from? So Imam Ghazali says, yes, there is. Then you do istighfar for, uh, for, for your delay in advancing yourself in your uh, maqam, right? For delaying, because every, every believer, our iman increases from station to station to station to station, right? So you could be making progress in this way, right? But why didn't you make that progress quicker? What was the delay in you becoming closer to Allah? So that's the last stage of istighfar. Uh, that you know, and that never ends because you there's no limit to how close you can become to Allah, right? I mean, uh, you will never reach the state of the Prophet, right? So there's no real limit per se. So if you feel like you're exempt from istighfar, none of us are exempt. None of us are exempt. So how could we go a day without sitting and asking Allah Taala to forgive us? How is that even possible? You know, some of us go weeks without sitting in istighfar and asking Allah to forgive us. I mean, what's wrong with us? How is that possible? How can any believer go a day without asking Allah Ta'ala to forgive them? Is it that we've, you know, that we don't have any sins to our record or that we, our, our, our hearts are pure and there's no attributes that need to be cleansed? Is it that we are constantly in Allah's remembrance that we don't need istighfar? No. Right? We aren't. And even if we were, we're still not exempt. There's still more to seek from Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness because this goes back to the first point and that is that Allah Ta'ala is perfect and we are imperfect and istighfar is an opportunity for us to express to Allah that, Ya Allah, I am not good enough for you. So how will there ever be a day where we're good enough for Allah? If that day will never come, then how can we stop performing istighfar? Or how could we, how could we not practice this exercise every single day? How could, we, how could we skip a day? And how could we skip a week? How is that possible? So that's the second point to remember about istighfar, that no one will be exempt from it because there's always something to look forward to when it comes to our istighfar. And then the final point about istighfar 
is that it's our opportunity to attain success in the Akhirah. It's our opportunity to attain success in the Akhirah. Now look, our thought is that the way I'm going to succeed in deen and succeed in this world so that I have a better Akhirah is that I live the perfect life. Right? I don't miss a single prayer. I don't miss a single fast. I don't miss a single sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I don't uh, uh, commit a single sin. We think that we can attain, we think that we can be perfect. That we live this perfect life and we live this perfect, that we live this perfect life and everything is just perfect. But that's not the nature of the human being. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam appreciating this said in a very beautiful hadith. He said, That glad tidings be, the Prophet is saying this, glad tidings be to the person who finds in their sahifa, in their book, meaning their, their book of deeds, that the, their book of life, excessive or abundant istighfar. Right? This is what the Prophet is saying. Now, every single one of us is, is writing a book, right? From the moment we become mature until we pass away, we are authoring a book. It's an autobiography. The scribes are writing it. Munkar uh, and Atid are writing down every moment of our life. It's this book that they are drafting, right? For us. We're writing it ourselves. They're describing it. So every moment of our life is captured in this book. Now, you would think that, okay, so glad tidings should be for the person that has the perfect book. Who's never made a mistake. Glad tidings should be for the person that spent ample time in Salah. Or glad tidings be for the person who spent uh, years you know, in devotion toward Allah. Or spent years and never missed a fast. A sunnah fast or a fard fast. Or years waking up for tahajjud. But the Prophet said that glad tidings be to the one who finds in their book when it's read. Istighfaran kathira. Abundant istighfar. If you can find in your book on the Day of Judgment that you've done istighfar, glad tidings to you. Glad tidings to you. That's how powerful istighfar is. That's how powerful it is. So our time and our effort should be spent on istighfar because the Prophet said that that's the person who will succeed in the hereafter. You can't have the perfect book. We're human beings. We're not perfect. We're not Allah. We're not the Prophet We're human beings and we're going to make mistakes. And even if we don't mistake, make mistakes, we are going to be deficient in some way, shape, or form. So spend time actively as an exercise seeking forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala every morning and every evening. And don't let that go. It's very powerful. And we will see its results in the Day of Judgment. We'll look back and say, wow, you know, yeah, I wasn't great. You know, I didn't do all these fancy things. And I wasn't able to keep all these things and all these promises and things. But look. At least before my Allah, I was always honest with him. Right? I was always honest with him. Right? I mean, on the day of judgment, at least we can say that to Allah. If there's something, maybe we can't shine, you know, our deeds before Allah and shine our perfect prayer before Allah and shine our perfect uh, attachment to the masjid before Allah or shine our just whatever perfect deed to Allah. But at least we can be honest with Allah on the day of judgment and say, Ya Allah, I know I wasn't perfect. This is why I was just seeking forgiveness from you night and day, night and day, night and day. I was just being honest that I'm nothing when it compares to you. How can I, how can I shine? I'm nothing. I'm absolutely nothing. And so glad tidings be to that person who seeks istighfar abundantly in this world. That's what istighfar is. Your opportunity to lower yourself before Allah Ta'ala 
every morning and every evening. Remind yourself and to exclaim to Allah that, Ya Allah, I am absolutely nothing in comparison to you. So it's an exercise that we should do. And we should dig deep into our schedules and find time for this. It's an opportunity for us to remove the mistakes that we've made from the course of the morning until the evening or from the evening until the morning, right? 100 times in the morning, 100 times in the evening. It's an opportunity for us to ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive us for those periods of time where we're heedless of Him. Some people, when they say in istighfar, you know, maybe they can recall 30 or 40 mistakes that they've made over the course of the day and they don't istighfar for that, right? And like, well, what am I supposed to do for the next 50 or 60, you know? Spend, I can guarantee you there were 60 times in the day where you were heedless of Allah. Just be heedless of Allah. Or even if you can't do that, just consciously do istighfar. Expressing to Allah that, Ya Allah, I am unworthy, I am unworthy, I am unworthy. And that becomes your istighfar. I mean, through your, through, uh, that, that your intention being that I am unworthy. Or your expression being to Allah Ta'ala that I am nothing compared to you. And you'll see, you'll see the effects of this. You'll see progress in your deen. You'll see progress, and, and we may not see benefit in the hereafter until later, but you will see progress in your deen today, and tomorrow, and the day after. You'll see progress occur very quickly. So we should be regular in istighfar. We should become comfortable with istighfar. Any opportunity we have to make istighfar, we should make istighfar. And we should encourage other people to do the same. Number one, it breeds humility. It, it uh, gives us the opportunity to finally compare ourselves to greatness, when otherwise we're spending our entire day becoming excited because we're comparing ourselves to foolishness and other human beings. It gives us an opportunity to compare ourselves with perfection, which is Allah, which is very humbling. Number two, uh, it gives us the opportunity to seek forgiveness from our mistakes, from periods of time where we were heedless, and it gives us the opportunity to seek forgiveness for our delay in becoming closer to Allah. And lastly, it will serve as a tremendous benefit on the Day of Judgment when we could use whatever it takes, right? Glad tidings be upon that person. That in their book, in their book, they find, they find, it's interesting, the wording is interesting. They find it, meaning like you weren't even expecting to see this, right? Like, okay, before your book is given back to you to read or before it's read out loud, you know, you might be wondering, you could be thinking like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, right? But this is giving this impression that like, I have no idea what's in there. Please be something that, that's going to save me, right? Please be, and you find you're like, oh man, istighfar. Thank God I spent time doing istighfar because this is what I needed on this day. Glad tidings be Sliman wujida. It's the past tense, or sorry, the passive tense for that person who finds it. It's like, oh, it's there. Wow, okay, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm saved. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to appreciate the the power of istighfar and the complexities uh, and the simplicities that are contained within it. May Allah Ta'ala make us uh, consistent in seeking forgiveness from Him and elevate our rank before Him as a result. And uh, may Allah Ta'ala make this a regular pattern and habit in our life. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.